Keep the change, you filthy animal. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Just a flesh wound. He lived happily ever after. Don't adjust those dials, but definitely turn up the volume. Because you're now listening to Mayo Radio. Hey, howdy, hey. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Mayo Radio. As always, my name is Maddie, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about whatever I want because it's my podcast and not yours. All right. I know that I have been away for a very long time. I say this every single time I have a big gap in my recordings. Life is insane. Life is insane. I I literally have no other excuse except for that. Um, but yeah, that's about it. <laughs> 2022 was a wild time, um, but I am trying really hard to get back into it. Um, we're here. As you guys know, I do have my other podcast that I am a co-host on, which is Rush of Fear. It's an HHN podcast. Um, so as far as podcasting, that is my main priority, not this one, because this one is kind of just a fun side project, but I get to it whenever I have a free moment. Um, but here we are. Yay! Very exciting. Um, as far as this episode, I didn't really have an idea Um, I kind of just really want to talk about media that I digested in 2022 and the small bit of media that I have digested here in the beginning of 2023. So I kind of made little lists for myself at the end of 2022. I have like top 10 movies, top 10 TV shows, and top 10 songs. Um... So we're going to run through those real quick. I'm going to chat about some books that I've been reading as well, because I'm trying to get back into book reading in 2023. That's like my New Year's resolution. Um, So yeah, this is just going to be a fun kind of, here's some things that I think you should watch, read, and listen to if you haven't already. And if you have watched, read, or listened to some of the things that I talk about, uh, message me, because I would love to find people that enjoy digesting the same kind of media that I do. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right. So starting out with, let's do, uh, movies is such a, such a beast of a, of a thing. All right. Let's do movies. Let's, let's talk about the movies that I watched in 2022. Uh, There were a lot, a lot of good movies came out in 2022. Um, And I think honestly, it's just because of the pandemic and a lot of movies were delayed. Um, and so 2021, we kind of like got back into the releasing of movies, but 2022, they were like, Hey, we missed out on like a year and a half of film. Here's just a dump truck of everything that we had. Um, yeah. So I did a top 10 list, but I, my, my like and dislike for things changes so frequently that like, I'm not even going to do the top 10. I'm just going to go through my list and tell you guys what I saw, um, and chat a little bit about it. So 
some of the some of the films that I saw. Let's 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 start here. So Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick came out in 2022, and let me tell you, I loved it. I think along with like the rest of the world, this movie was just so fantastic. Um, I was a big lover of the original Top Gun movie. Um, it has. It has some sentimental value, some that is not great now in hindsight because it was with uh, a past relationship, but I watched this movie for the first time with my parents, so um, we're going we're gonna to go off of that memory and not the other one, um, but Top Gun Maverick was so good. I cried. I, multiple times I cried in this movie. I, it was just so... It was perfect. It was the perfect... I don't even want to call... Well, I guess it is a sequel. It was the perfect sequel perfect sequel. It didn't try too, too hard to be like the original, and it had that modern-day feel um, with, you know, some of the same characters that we had from the original. Uh, so it was just a fantastic film. Another movie that I saw in 2020, blah, 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 2022 was uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Holy smokes, this movie, wow, like, I haven't seen Avatar 2 yet because every time I try to go see the movie, I have a change of plans and it just, it is what it is. Um, but Black Panther Wakanda Forever, wow. Like, I got a little bit of like Avatar vibes from it. I think it was just like the underwater CGI aspect. Um, but this was a fantastic film fantastic film. I I was really wondering what they were going to do after the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, and this was such a perfect, it, it, they did, they did so well. It was perfect. It was, it was perfect. I love the storyline of Shuri becoming the Black Panther and like her fight within herself of, does she, does she have what it takes to take up the mantle? Um, everyone thinks she does, but she doesn't think she does. But she's also still a kid. Um, and her mom is not letting... Her mom is kind of like forcing her to mourn the the loss of her brother. And she doesn't want to be forced to do anything. She wants to do things at her own time, her own pace. Um, and I I very much understand that. I very much understand the notion of not being forced to feel your feelings at the same time as everyone else is feeling their feelings. Um, and I think that is a really great thing to have in cinema. Um, yeah. And it was just so good. I, I was a little lost with the storyline of the underwater city and who they were. Um, but all in all, to me, that didn't really matter. I was there for Shuri and the Wakandan people. Um, uh, so yeah, it was great. And I also got to see one of my best friends, Omar, in the film. Uh, he is a stunt actor over in Los Angeles. I met him at the Waterworld show at Universal. One of my best friends, absolutely love him. And he had like a face role. Like he... He was doing his stunts, but he also was in the film like multiple times um, in scenes with like the big people. So it was so much fun to get him to watch him be in that film. I absolutely adored it. Uh, cool. Another film I saw this year was Elvis. Wow, wow, wow. Elvis. What a fantastic movie. I... 
<sighs> I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of the, what is the director's name? Oh my gosh. I always do this to myself. Uh, he was the director of Moulin Rouge. Oh, I'm Googling it right now. Oh, Boz Lerman. Ha <laughs> I didn't even have to Google it. Um, Boz Lerman, anything that that man touches is gold, honestly. Absolute gold. Um, I, and I surprisingly didn't know the full story of Elvis Presley. Uh, obviously, I, I know who Elvis Presley is, but like the, the fine details of his life, no idea. Had no idea. It was never something that I researched, never something that came up in my life. Um, but now I know. I know all about Elvis, or at least what the movie wanted to portray about Elvis. Um, but yeah, it was so good. I, I cried in the end, but I'm also just an emotional sap of a human. So, you know, that's fun. Um, but the music was fantastic. Austin Butler did such a great job in this film. I He did a really, really, really good job. And Boz Lerman just how he directs is so unique and fantastic that like you are drawn into that film. I don't think I looked away from the screen once because every moment is just a spectacle with that director. I absolutely adore it. Uh, another film that I saw in 2022 is The Black Phone. Um, this was a great movie. This was a great movie. I saw quite a few horror films this year, um, like new horror films that came out in theaters. And this one was definitely my favorite. I loved it. And it was one of my favorite HHN houses as well. Um, not the first part of the Blumhouse house, but the second part with Black Phone. It was really good. I, such a fantastic film, um, thriller, it, it, spooky, not spooky in like the ghost spooky, scary way, but just spooky in the jump scare kind of way. Like Ethan Hawke's character, um, the grabber, just the way that his mask changed throughout the film. And he never wore the same configuration of his mask was so cool. And he was such a, an ominous presence and you didn't know where he was going to pop out from next. It was, it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it, and I definitely recommend that you go see it as well. Uh, oh, and the book. Apparently, I need to read the book because it has more details in the movie, so it's on my list. We're going to read it. It's going to be great. Uh, second, well, no, not even the second movie. Another movie that I saw during 2022 was The Multiverse of Madness. Oh, my gosh. That's that's pretty much going to be what you hear from me for every single one of these is, oh, my gosh, it was so good, but... Guys, this was a fantastic film. Let me tell you. Um, I know there was a lot of people that were like, it sucked. It made no sense. La, 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 la. Like, no, it was so good. It destroyed Wanda's character. No, <laughs> it was so good. Hush. Shh. Whatever you think. It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this was such a good movie. I absolutely adored it. Um, the new character, American Chavez, is amazing. We love to see queer representation. And that actress, I'm not going to pronounce her name because I'm going to butcher it, but you know who I'm talking about, the actress who plays American Chavez. She is one of my like favorite people to follow on TikTok. She is so funny. Wow. 
Um, but this was such a great movie. I really love diving into the multiverse. My only qualm with the movie is that it was the multiverse of madness and we only got to see like four different multiverses. I would have loved to have seen a lot more, but I know that in future Marvel work, there is going to be more of the multiverse. So I'm not too sad about it, but it would have been really cool to see just a little bit more with that title. Um, Awesome. Next movie that I saw was The Outfit. Wow, I saw this movie so long ago. Um, the Outfit was fantastic. It it, very, it had a very, very small cinema release. Um, when I saw it, it was like Wednesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I was one of the only people in the theater. <laughs> um, but I loved it. It was so good. I was very surprised. I had never heard of it before booking my ticket, but I just really wanted to go see a movie and there is nothing new playing besides this. So I was like, all right, I'll go see it. Sure. Absolutely. Um, it was fantastic. It shocked me. Um, the entire film only had eight people in it. Like I kid you not, when you look at the IMDb list, there are eight actors listed. That's it. Eight. And the entire film happens within a matter of like two or three rooms. Like they never go outside. It is just these three rooms. I, it was wild. It was wild. It was so cool. Um, highly recommend going to see that as well or checking it out now. Most likely it's on streaming. This was way back when. I'm so behind. It is what it is. Um, cool. So the next movie I saw was Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, man. What a good time. If I wish there was like, okay, let me, if I had magic, like if I had magical powers or a superpower, I would use it to trick my brain into watching something for the first time again and having the reaction of seeing something for the first time again. And this would be one of those movies. When, oh my God, <laughs> when the two other Spider-Man appeared, I lost my shit. I lost my goddamn mind. It was such a good reveal. And like, we all kind of figured that they were going to be in this movie, but we didn't know for sure, for sure. And wow. It was such a good reveal. The three of them and their their chit chats with each other, like their banter back and forth. And like, it was like a little Spider-Man support group. It was so cute. I really, really enjoyed it. They did a fantastic job. And bringing all of the, um, all the classic villains back, I think was also a fantastic idea. William Defoe, from what I read, William Defoe, said that he would only come back if he was allowed to do like 97% of his own stunt work. And that man is old, old, but he did such a good job. He, he's terrifying. He is a terrifying Green Goblin. Um, but he did, he did really, really well. I loved it. Uh, cool. Next movie I saw was, oh my gosh. <laughs> Next movie I saw was Violet Night. Wow. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you the amount of people that I recommended to go see this movie. I was like, do you like David Harbour? Do you like Christmas? Do you like horror? Do you like sexy Santa Claus? Great. You should go see this film. <laughs> ah, it was so, 
It was, like, stupidly good. Like, the the family that's in the movie that Santa Claus, like, his he's in the house. He's, like, delivering the presents. And then this family, this, like, super rich family gets into this whole debacle. I could have cared less for that entire storyline. All I was there for was Santa Claus and Santa Claus killing people. Um, yeah. It was, it was a real, I'm like, I'm, I'm blushing right now. Just thinking about David Harbour as sexy Santa Claus. Holy moly. It was a great film. Um, even if you're not a big horror film, this movie had gore. Like there's definitely gore. Um, but it's worth a watch. It really, really is. It was so, it was good. It was, it was good. Uh, another movie I saw this year was Don't Worry Darling. Oh my god. It, um, I like, I, I go back and forth on this one because I've obviously read and watched and listened to all the drama that happened while filming and the drama between Harry Styles and Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde and like honestly fuck them I could care less not Florence Pugh I take that back Florence Pugh can do no wrong I love her um but I think all that drama definitely clouded my perception of this film Um, And I do think this film had a lot of issues, uh, which is very apparent. Um, You know, Olivia Wilde advertised and marketed the film as like, oh, you know, it's all about female pleasure and you never you never see the guy come, but you see the girl come. Great. Awesome. That happens one time. Um, And it's creepy when you get to the end of the film and you realize that all of that was happening in a not great way, like in an illegal kind of way. Um, so I, I didn't like it. Was Florence Pugh a force to be reckoned with in this film? Absolutely. But she always is. She can do no wrong. She is a sweet angel baby. Um, Harry Styles is a good actor. I think this movie did him a disservice in that sense. Um, I think everything going on behind the scenes definitely clouded how he acted because I've seen him in other things and he's great. He's a great, not a great, he's a good actor. Um, but not in this film, not in this film. I... whatever. It's a movie. We saw it. It happened. It's fine. Uh, cool. Another movie that I saw this year was Where the Crawdads Sing. This is another film that I didn't see a lot of marketing for. I don't think I ever saw a trailer until I bought my ticket. Um, but I loved it. I cried and I immediately bought the book on my way home. Haven't read it yet, but it's here on my shelf right next to me and I will read it even though I know exactly what happened. But it was really good. I've also watched it two or three times since with different people. Um, And it's just, it's a really good film. It is an interesting film. It has a lot of messages that I think are very important. Um, And it was, it was fantastic. I really, really, really enjoyed it. And the actress, the main actress in the film did a great job. And she's gorgeous. Um, So claps to that. 
another movie I saw in 2022 was Thor Love and Thunder. Wow. I see this movie didn't make me cry sad cry. It made me cry happy cry because I was laughing so hard. Um, I loved it. It was so good. I anything anything Thor related now that Thor is funny and not so serious, uh, I think is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I love the first Thor film, but nowadays Thor is so much more enjoyable because he's less broody and annoying and he's more he's more down to earth. I mean, the poor guy has had his entire family murdered in front of him. So you got to cut him a little slack. You know, everyone has a sense of dark humor about things that they probably shouldn't be funny about, but give the guy a break. He's, he's had a hard time. He's had a hard time. Um, but yeah, no, this film was fantastic. It was shot beautifully. Uh, the soundtrack was so freaking good. Uh, and it just, it was really, really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. What's another one? Oh, I saw Nope. I saw Nope this year. That was a really good movie. Um, again, didn't realize what the movie was about until I was sitting there because the trailer did not give any sort of indication of what we were going to be watching. Um, but it's Jordan Peele. It's Jordan Peele, and he's always fantastic. And I think this film also had a really great message. Um, and Kiki Palmer is my queen. I love her. I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what I would do. I have such a big crush on her. It's not even funny. (laughs) Uh, but she was so good in this movie. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm so sad that I did not to get, did not get over to Universal Studios Hollywood to go through the, uh, the terror tram walkthrough experience for Nope. But maybe they'll bring it back and I'll get to see it again. Um, But yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed this film. It was a great time. Another movie I saw, and I actually did talk about this one on an episode last year, uh, but I saw The Lost City. That was the film that I saw. I adored it. It was so cute. Um, It had a really great message. Wait, no, that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) <laughs> didn't have a great match. Well, it it was a good movie. It was a really good movie. Um, I loved it. Sandra Bullock, always a great time. Action and adventure. Fabulous. Uh, another film that I saw, and this was the one because I was reading as I was talking and it confused me, um, but I saw Turning Red and it was so good. It was so good. Um, fantastic message. Also, Four Town. I love Four Town. <laughs> so good. Uh, this movie made me cry, uh, like weep. I weeped inconsolably. Um, it was so good. Animated films for the win. Uh, another movie I saw this year was The Batman, which I also talked about on a previous episode. Uh, it was a movie review episode that I did. This Batman movie, listen, I, and I talked about it there too, I'm not the biggest Batman fan. He's a superhero. He's a guy. All the movies are so, they're filmed so dark. Like you can't even see it. You have to turn your exposure on your TV all the way up. Um, But this Batman film was so good. Robert Pattinson, I think, is a surprisingly good Batman. Um, And I loved it. And I want to see another Batman movie with Robert Pattinson in it. Uh, Oh my gosh, I saw so many movies this year. 
Another movie I saw this year was Pearl. That was a great film. Um, went to go see it with two of my friends who had previously seen The X, which is like the... Uh, it, it came out before Pearl, but technically it happens after the story of Pearl. Yeah. I still haven't seen X. I need to. It's on my list of things to watch. Um, but Pearl was really good. Me, Mia Goth, Maya Goth, I think it's Mia. Mia Goth is an actress to be reckoned with. She's so good. So good. Uh, her facial expressions, her emotion, I, it, forced to be reckoned with, let me tell you. Um, another film that I saw was Barbarian. Uh, it was okay. A lot of people really love this film, and I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. I was not the biggest fan. It kind of grossed me out a little bit too much, um, but it had just the right amount of jump scare that it was a fun film to watch. Um, but yeah, let's see. What else did I watch? Oh, I watched Jurassic World Dominion. That was a film that happened in 2022. Yep. It sure did. It sure did happen. Uh, yeah, it was, it was okay. It was fine. Um, Crispy Rat was in it. That was something that happened. I think the only good part of this film was the, uh, oh, and I don't know her name, but she was the pilot. Loved her. She was the best part of this movie. Um, Dinosaurs always love some dinosaurs, but yeah, I could have, I could have done without some of the storyline in this film. Just didn't really care at all. I only saw it to complete seeing all of the Jurassic World movies. Um, so yeah, that that happened. Uh, what else? Oh, I saw Uncharted, and this was another uh, another film that I talked about in that movie review podcast. Uh, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. The only good part of that film was Tom Holland. That's it. The only good part. I hated everything else about it. I obviously didn't play the video game because I don't play video games. Um, so I feel as though the people who played the video game had a different outlook on the movie. Um, but I absolutely hated this film. The action was good. Yes. The stunt work, fantastic. Yes. Everything else, awful. Storyline, could have cared less about. Didn't make sense. Um, in the end, everything they did was for nothing because they just destroyed everything. Uh, yeah, Tom Holland was the only good part of that film. And I think as far as my AMC Stubbs list of movies that I physically went to go see, that is it. But I'm trying to... Ah, oh, man. I really... There had to have been other things that came out um, on streaming services that I must have watched. I'm, I'm re-downloading Letterboxd as we speak to see if there's anything that I missed. But I really, I really think that may be it. Um, da -da 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 -da, ba -da 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 -da. If only I knew how to work my phone. No activity. No, I want to see all my movies. Ah, there we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cl 
clearly uh, I did not do a good job of... Oh, here we go. Nope. Ms. Marvel. Uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Batman. No Way Home. Oh, I saw Don't Look Up. That was a really great film. Um, but did Don't Look Up... Oh, that came out in 2021. Never mind. Maybe we'll go back and do a whole whole thing about that, about 2021, because there were a lot of good films in 2021. Yeah, okay, I think that's it. I think that's all that I saw. Um, Good stuff. All right, what are we moving on to next? Ooh, let's do songs uh, before I do TV, because I watched a lot of TV in 2022. Let me tell you. Um, Songs. Let's talk about it. So my, oh, excuse me. Uh, my Spotify wrapped was a hot fucking mess because I listened to like the same three songs for most of the year because I'm neurospicy and that's what I do. Um, but I made a cute little top 10. Uh, so we're just going to run through it real fast. A lot of this is Taylor Swift. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> So my number 10 song of the year was titled 17. My number nine song was Eleanor Rigby by Cody Fry. My number eight song was Becky So Hot by Fletcher. Uh, My number seven song was I Fucking Love You by Zolita. My number six song was Paris by Taylor Swift. My number five song was Maroon by Taylor Swift. My number four song was Running Up That Hill from Stranger Things Season 4. My number three song was In the Kitchen by the lovely Renee Rapp. My number two song was Lavender Haze by Taylor Swift. And my number one song was Midnight Rain by Taylor Swift. I don't want to talk about it, okay? Never been a Swifty, but this album, God's work. God's work. The things that made me feel deep down inside, I loved it. Um, yeah, so those are some of my favorite songs from 2022 that I am still actively listening to every day in 2023. (laughs) Uh, cool. Some of the books that I've read, um, like I said, I, uh, I'm trying to get back into reading. When I was a kid, I was a huge reader, huge reader, Um, that's all I did. The only time I would ever watch TV or movies would be with my family during like family TV movie time. Um, never had a Game Boy, didn't really play computer games, played sports. But other than that, I read like multiple books a week. Uh, and then I got to college and I was a literature major. So all I was doing was reading books, but they were the classical books that I hated. I don't, I don't hate them. There were some pretty shitty ones. There are a lot of classical books that I absolutely adore and have kind of made me the way that I am today. Um, but I really stopped reading for fun and it made me so sad. And now that I'm 27, I'm like, you know what? I want to start reading for fun again. And so that's what I'm doing. So my goal, my one new year's resolution that I made for myself was to read more this year And I downloaded the app Goodreads, which is now my best friend. Um, And I set a challenge for myself that I'm going to read 75 books this year. That is my goal. I have read two so far. (laughs) And as recording this right now, it is Monday, January 23rd. So uh, I'm really off to a great start. Really off to a great start. Um, (laughs) Yeah. 
But, like, work is a lot, and I come home, and I'm real tired, and I usually just scroll on TikTok till I fall asleep, but I'm trying really hard not to. I'm trying to sit down and read, Uh, but here are the things that I read. So, back in the beginning of 2022, I read the book Count Your Lucky Stars by Alexandria Belfler. So good. It is spicy, sapphic spicy absolutely fantastic book. I loved it. I immediately told my girlfriend, you need to read this book. And she did within a matter of like two days. So shout out to you, babe. Um, yeah, loved it. And actually at this very moment, I am halfway through the second book of like the little timeline that the, um, the author created and it's called written in the stars. Um, and it is the, the relationship story of two of the characters from the book, Count Your Lucky Stars. Not as spicy, kind of hard for me to get through, um, but still good. Still good. I do love it. Um, Yeah, so the two books that I've read so far this year that have counted towards my 75 books for 2023, first one I read was One Last Stop by Casey McQuinston absolutely loved it sobbed the entire time not the entire time but like the last 50 60 pages I just cried I just cried and I was on an airplane with people around me and I cried it was so good on Goodreads I gave it five stars and my little review said a good cheesy but cute love story a little sci-fi a lot queer just a good time So that was my little review. And then the second book that I read this year, and I actually finished it in a matter of a day and a half, uh, which is shocking for me. Uh, It's called I Kissed a Girl by Jeanette Alexander. Uh, I gave it three stars, and my little review said, very good, got a little funky near the end, but I can never say no to a queer book. And that is exactly how I feel today. Um, Excuse me. It was good. It had some sapphic spicy, not as much as Count Your Lucky Stars, uh, but still some. It was about Hollywood, and that is, you know, I'm trying to get into TV and film, so it was fun to get to read about that in a queer perspective. Uh, But yeah, it got real funky towards the end. I I don't know if, like, the author was like, eh, fuck it, I'll just finish it, but it it was a weird ending, and I very much did not like it. So yeah, so those are some of the books that I'm reading. Um, I also have a list of 34 books that I actively own right now in my room surrounding me that I need to read. So that's a lot. Uh, And I will let you know how it goes as I continue. There's a lot of queer books on here, a lot of sci-fi, a lot of fantasy. Um, Yeah, a good time. All right, let us get into things that I watched this year because holy shit, did I watch a lot. Um, I'm just adding one right now because I saw it on my letterbox and I forgot about it. So some of the things that I watched this year, and let me just preface this with I'm so behind on watching film or watching TV because of one of the things that I watched that took up almost 75% of my year. Uh, so I missed out on some stuff. I did. I did. Uh, okay. One of the first things I watched, let's see. Oh, a league of their own. 
Wow. The original movie is one of my favorites. Uh, My mom showed it to me at a very young age (laughs) because it's just that good. Um, But the League of Their Own series on Amazon Prime, everyone needs to watch this. I don't care if you are queer, straight, whatever, likes baseball, doesn't like baseball. This is such a feel-good series you you just have to watch it you have to watch it it's so good and every single person in that show is the hottest person I've ever seen so there's that um but yeah it was really great excuse me really great and my girlfriend I think has watched it potentially four to five times (laughs) like full season all the way through. She got a little mad at me because it took me a while to get to it. Uh, I started it and then I got hyper fixated on watching something else and then never went back to finish it, but I finally did. Uh, And we're good. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I watched that this year. It was fantastic. Another thing that I watched this year was Moon Knight. Uh, I loved Moon Knight. Moon Knight was a fantastic show didn't know anything about the character from the comic books because I don't read comic books. Um, but yeah, this was this was such a good show. I I've always loved like kind of Egyptian style uh, history, Egyptian history, Egyptian history. I don't Egyptian style history. Whatever, we're not going to talk about it. I just woke up. Uh, Egyptian history has always been fascinating to me, and it was really cool to see um, a superhero out of Egyptian culture. Like, that is just so cool to me. Um, So, yeah, great job. And Oscar Isaac can do no wrong. I work at Rise of the Resistance, and I get to see that man's face every single day on the screens. And it is, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. I do like it. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Another show that I watched this year is Miss Marvel. I loved Miss Marvel. It took me a couple weeks to finally watch it. Um, But once I did, wow, it was beautiful. The way that it was shot and the effects on it were beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And it's just such a cute story, such a cute story. Um, I think, I don't know what's coming up in the MCU, but I really want to see America Chavez and the girl who plays Miss Marvel. I can't remember the the character name outside of Miss Marvel, but I'd love to see them team up. I think they'd be so cute together. Um, so yeah, it was great. I absolutely loved it. Uh, what was something else that I watched? Oh, I watched Kenobi. I watched Kenobi. That was absolutely fantastic. I cried. Um, I was raised on the original trilogy. And so to see little Princess Leia and what a freaking badass that little... Princess Leia was so cute, so adorable. Um, Her little droid Lola was precious, and she just, she embodied Carrie Fisher. She, that little actress, did such a great job embodying just the way that Carrie Fisher portrayed Princess Leia. Just a tiny badass. (laughs) It was really good, and I cried, per usual. Um, Yeah. Another thing that I watched this year was The Crown Season 5. I am a sucker for The Crown. Uh, I remember watching the first season with my mom. Uh, 
I think it was like winter break of one of my years of college. I came home, the show had just debuted and my mom was like, we're watching it start to finish right now. And I was like, okay. And we did. And I loved it. Uh, and I watched it ever since it was so good. Um, the actress who plays princess Diana is unbelievable. I mean, she's just so good at portraying this woman um, down to like the little things that she did. I loved it. So yeah, a great time. Um, And the royal family is a hot mess. So there's that. Yeah. What's something else that I watched? Oh, okay. (laughs) Sex Lives of College Girls. My roommate and I started watching this uh, when the first season came out, I believe in 2021, we had just moved into our apartment that we're still in now. Um, and we found it and we started watching it and we loved it. And we were told that it wasn't going to get renewed for a second season, but then it magically got renewed for a second season. And we were like, fuck yes, it's so good. Um, and yeah, the second season was really, really, really great. I had I had a couple of things that I was like, nah, don't really love that. But all in all, it's a great show. Um, it has Timothy Chalamet's sister in it, Pauline Chalamet, and it has Renee Rapp, uh, and we love Renee Rapp. So yeah, highly recommend watching this show. Uh, another thing that I watched this year, oh, uh, I watched this show called Gentleman Jack. I only watched the first season. I'm about halfway through season two, but it definitely lost my attention. Um, but the first season was really good. I have never, I had never heard of this show, um, but I only started watching it because one of the actresses in it was my favorite actress that came out of something else that I watched this year that I'm going to talk about in a moment. Um, but it was, it's a British TV show. I'm not sure what channel it was on over in the UK, but I found it on, I believe, HBO Max. Um, and it is about this woman. I'm, she's a lesbian, which is, we love to see that. But it's like the 1800s, and she dresses like a man but also a woman I I can't even explain it but it's so good and it it really gets at like gender norms and history (laughs) I don't even know how to I I really don't know how to explain it but just check it out it's really good I'll finish it eventually but it just lost me a little bit um but the woman who plays Jack is unbelievable unbelievable it's really really good um yeah (laughs) uh cool so something else that I watched this year obviously was Stranger Things season four and I have subsequently watched it about four times so that's good uh it was unbelievable it was unbelievable I can't wait for this next season I don't even know how long we're gonna have to wait to see it I'm worried it's going to be a very long time, like how we had to wait almost three years from three to four, but it was great. I loved how they split it up into like the five episodes and then the two episodes, and then the two episodes were almost movie length, so that was fantastic. Eddie Munson is a great character. Um, 
I loved the growth of all the characters. Robin and Steve's relationship just got even better. Um, so yeah, it was it was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. This will always be my comfort show, um, and I can I can say nothing bad about it at all ever. <laughs> Uh, cool. So another thing that I watched in 2022 was a little show called Warrior Nun. Um, let's talk about it because I, it sent me into such a hyperfixation spiral. Um, I had never heard of this show. I had never heard of this show. Uh, and it only came into my little stratosphere that I exist in because of Twitter. I saw a GIF from this like sapphic, sapphic GIF account that I follow on Twitter. Um, and it was of obviously two women in a TV show smooching. And I was like, huh, what's that? So I like clicked on it cause I had never, I'd never seen it before. Um, and there was a little Netflix symbol on the side of the GIF. And I was like, what? Lesbians on Netflix? That doesn't exist. So I clicked on it and I scrolled down until I found someone who had posted what TV show it was from. And it was from a show called Warrior Nun. And I was like, fucking what? No way. Like, there's no way. So I went on to Netflix and two seasons had been posted. Season one, I believe, was from 2020 to 2021. And then season two dropped in 2022. And I did a little bit of research on Twitter because that's what I do. Um, And a lot of people were saying that this show had no marketing. And let me tell you, season two of Warrior Nun came out within the same week as the show Wednesday, uh, which is wild to me. And for about three weeks straight, Warrior Nun had higher watch, like a higher watch rating then Wednesday. But yet I never saw any marketing for this TV show ever. Never saw a trailer, never saw a picture, nothing on Netflix, nothing at all. Um, and it has almost a hundred percent freshness on Rotten Tomatoes, which is wild. So basic premise of this show is there is a sect of the Catholic church, a sect of nuns, um, who are basically assassins. They, they revolve around protecting the warrior nun, which is a nun picked out from the group that holds, um, this like cradle. It's, it's this metal piece that is magical somehow given from God, not entirely sure, um, that goes into the flesh of the warrior nun's back. And all these other nuns in this secret group of warrior nuns has to protect this main warrior nun. Like, that is their sole job in life. Um, The two main actresses are beautiful. They're fantastic. Um, They can do no wrong. And it's, it's a TV show about protecting this warrior nun who is not a nun. She is just a normal girl and the, the cradle chooses her and then they all have to protect her. And then this one nun falls in love with her and then they smooch and it's great. It was good. It got canceled, uh, about 
Mm, two and a half, three weeks after season two debuted, Netflix announced that it was officially canceled and it was not coming back for season three, which as far as I know, most queer shows on Netflix are canceled after about season one or season two, um, which sucks because most of the shows don't know that they're going to be canceled. So they leave the end of the season at a cliffhanger because they're expecting to come back because they've been they haven't been told anything different. So season two of Warrior Nun ended on such a cliffhanger, and now we're not sure if it's going to come back or not. So we're all like, well, fuck, okay. Um, but Netflix did announce that it was canceled, along with a bunch of other stuff. And there is now a petition on the internet and a hashtag, hashtag save Warrior Nun, um, going around trying with all hope to keep this queer show from being canceled. So that's super fun. Uh, (laughs) We love, we love queer representation and how it just gets squashed because it doesn't get enough ratings. Whatever. Okay. So the final two things that I watched in 2022, and these are the two things that took up so much of my time that I missed out on watching a bunch of other stuff, uh, were House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones. Yes, you heard that right. I watched Game of Thrones from start to finish within a matter of three weeks. We're not going to talk about it. I stayed up late so many days. It sucked. It sucked. Um, But I loved it. I have nothing bad to say about this show. I know that people didn't like the last season, it's whatever. It does honestly it doesn't even matter to me. It came out so long ago that I could care less. I loved it. Um I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. What's funny though is I watched House of the Dragon first. I watched House of the Dragon as it was debuting. Um and because Emma Darcy, oh my god, love love Emma Darcy. Um, so I watched House of the Dragon as it was debuting. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I really need to watch Game of Thrones. Um, I had watched the first season of Game of Thrones as it was debuting. Oh my God. All the way back in like 2012, 2013, something like that. I watched the first season with my parents. Let's talk about that real fast. Um, and then I went to college and I did not keep up with the show at all. Um, I just kind of let it be. It it did not exist in my world. Uh, but yeah, I watched it from start to finish, and I cried. I loved it. I will never be the same, ever. I just want to exist in a fantasy realm that has dragons and magic um, and be happy. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Game of Thrones. I did that. It was something I did. We loved it. Oh, and the actress that I then followed over to Gentleman Jack is Gemma Whalen. Gemma Whalen plays my favorite character to come out of Game of Thrones, which is Yara Greyjoy, uh, Theon Greyjoy's sister. And she is so attractive and I love her so much. Um, and I don't, I don't really know why. Well, she's gay, which is like one of the reasons why I got hooked onto that character. But I really loved just her character in general. She was barely in the show. She was in maybe eight or nine episodes throughout all, what is it, seven, eight seasons. Um, But I don't fucking care. I loved her. 
I loved her. Um, Gemma Whalen is in Gentleman Jack. She plays the sister of the Jack character. She's also in a episode of The Crown, which is super exciting. And then she's in another TV show called The Tower, which I uh, have on my list to watch. And if you could see my list of things that I need to watch, you would be shocked. You would be shocked. Uh, It's insanely long. Uh, and rather embarrassing because there's just things on here that I've been neglecting. Um, but yeah, so I did that. Yay. So that is it. That is basically the wrap up of my 2022 film, book, movie, TV, whatever. Um, I did a lot. I think we'll see. It is what it is. A couple of things that I've watched now in 2023, um, now that I have finished Game of Thrones and I can get back to doing the other things. um, I watched the Heather's Pro Shot. So Heather's the musical. Absolutely adore. I listen to those songs all the time. Um, So the Heather's, uh, the, the UK production has a pro shot on Hulu. And so I watched that. It was so fucking good. I never got to see the actual Broadway show. So it was very nice to get to see it on my TV. Uh, Loved it. I saw the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special on Disney Plus or Disney Plus, as my favorite podcast likes to call it. Um, It was super cute. I really, really enjoyed it. The song that's in the show is hilarious. Um... I really loved that. Oh, I saw The Invitation because it finally came out on it. I was going to see The Invitation when it was in the theaters, but then I never did. And now it's on Netflix and I watched it. I hated it, uh, which it makes me a little sad because normally I love anything vampire related, but it just it didn't do it for me. It was pretty stupid, um, but I did love the girl who played the main character. She's very pretty. What else? Oh, I watched The Midnight Club on Netflix as well. Midnight Club was done by the same director as The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Blind Manor and Midnight Mass. Um, it was okay. I was left with a lot of questions. Um, like, who was the scary woman? And who was the scary man? And why were they haunting those two kids? We never, we never got answers to that. Um, but it was good. I did enjoy it. Uh, it took me about two days to watch because I am a fiend. And then to finish, well, actually, I, I also want to talk about Broadway shows because I saw a lot of Broadway shows, 2022, 2023. But um, I watched Willow. I watched the Willow 2022 series on Disney+. Plus, um, and... To give you preface, I watched the Willow. No, I didn't watch it. I was forced to watch the original Willow. I believe it came out in 1989 or 1998. 1989 sounds a bit more right. Um, I was forced to watch that show by my father. It was one of his favorite movies growing up. And when I was younger, my parents were like, we need to give you and your little sister the best moviecation so that you don't go into the world looking like a dummy, having never seen stuff. 
So they made a list of like 200 films that we had to watch, classics, you know, Gone with the Wind, Pretty in Pink, The Breakfast Club, um, things like that, right? And Willow was one that my dad was like, we're watching it. I don't care what any of you say, we're watching it. And to this day, we still make fun of him because my mother, myself, and my little sister absolutely fucking hated that movie. We hated it. We're like, we're never going to get those two hours back. It was so stupid. La 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 la. And I still haven't rewatched it since that one time. Uh, I have no desire to, but I watched the Willow series. Okay. I actually, I just watched it like three days ago. I watched it in a matter of like a day and a half. Like I started it after I got home from work on like a Wednesday and I finished it by Thursday night. It's only eight episodes. Each episode is like 45 to 55 minutes. Um, it has an actress that I recognized from other things. Her name is Erin Kelman or Kellyman, Erin Kellyman. Erin Kellyman. Uh, she is the actress who plays um, Carly Montague, the flag smasher in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. She also plays Infinest in the uh, Star Wars, the solo film. Um, so I recognized her and I was like, oh, I, I know, like I've seen her stuff. And I had seen, you know, the, the sapphic, the sapphic gif accounts that I follow on Twitter had been posting gifts from the show. And I just originally thought that the show was going to be a continuation of the movie that I hated. So I was like, I'm not going to watch it because this show came out December of 2022. Um, so it just, it wasn't in my stratosphere to watch until I saw those gifts, uh, a week and a half to two weeks ago at this point that there was queer. It, it was, it's queer. There's a queer romance in the show. And I, I remember very vividly texting my girlfriend after seeing the first like couple TikToks and gifts about it. And I was like, I think we need to watch this show. <laughs> I was like, babe, I really don't want to. I really don't want to because I hated the movie and I don't, Lindsay, I, Correct me if I'm wrong, but you've never seen the film. Um, but I was like, I really don't want to because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tarnish the Willette name. I'm gonna, my mom and my little sister are going to be so mad at me um, for watching this. But I think, I really think we need to watch it because it looks so gay. Uh, so I finally bit the bullet and I started watching it this past Wednesday and I finished it in a matter of a day and subsequently I have rewatched it twice. It is Monday, January 23rd. I started watching the show this most recent Wednesday, so Wednesday, January like 18th or whatever. I have watched it now 3 times from start to finish in a matter of a week. That is insane. That is, that is psychopath behavior, but I can't get enough of it. It is the perfect, I could, I could do an entire episode on this TV show and like what it means to me now. Um, but after, after watching House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones, I really, and Warrior Nun even, I really fell in love with these fantasy worlds that just hold so much importance and they 
I can't even, the escapism is so real. Like, I don't want to be here. I just want to be in a forest with, like, dragons and (laughs) mythical creatures and magic and knights and lady knights, lady knights with big swords. Oh my God, I can't. I, it's just, it's so, it hooks me. It hooks me and I loved this show. There's no dragons in this show, but there is magic and they go on a quest and there is a queer romance between a princess and a female knight and they're going to find, like the princess sets out on a mission to go find her brother, like the prince, like not the prince going to find the princess, the brothers, they're brothers, they're not like dating or anything, they're siblings, um, But it's the princess that goes and finds her prince brother and the knight comes with her and then they find Willow, the sorcerer. And, you know, we have this like this witty group that goes on this quest and I'm I'm slowly getting into Dungeons and Dragons. But like this just it it blew my mind. It was so good. Um, And the thing that I really liked about it was the fact that it wasn't so in your face like queer, like never, never in the show were the two queer characters like, oh, you're gay. I'm gay. Great. No, it was just these two. And I'm going to call they're They're probably like 18 or 19 in the show. In real life, the two actresses are like 23, 24, but in the show, I want to say they're probably like 19 to 20. Um, they're just two girls who grew up together and have always had this love for one another, but now they're realizing that it's more romantic and not platonic, but it's not in your face. Like it's not in your face queer. It's just this, this smaller, smaller plot line through the film or through the TV show. And another thing that I loved is that the, the women in the film really drive it. It's, you know, it's a girl who doesn't know that she's a powerful sorcerer because she's been hidden her whole life. And it's this princess who has always, you know, gotten what she wanted, but now she has to go on this dangerous journey to find her brother and she grows throughout it. And then you have the knight who, you know, she was going to go off and be a knight, but now she has to choose between, you know, staying with the princess and doing what she wants to do and protecting her and her love for her. But it's these strong, powerful women, but it's not in your face. Oh, like this is a feminist TV show. No, they just exist. They exist in this world, in this show, the way that us as women exist in real life. Like, We're not walking around the streets going, I'm a powerful woman and you should listen to what I have to say. No, we just exist. Like we're just here doing things every day that are feminist and that are progressive for us, but not shouting it from the rooftops because we want to be heard. And so I really love the fact that this TV show kind of, it it mirrors how women are in real life. You know, we're not boastful. We're not power hungry on the outside. We're just simply existing and being badasses while we're existing in a normal world. It's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. And another thing that I really loved is that they're out of the, out of the quest group. There are, uh, three people of color and, 
never in the show are they like, oh, these queer people of color are coming on this quest with us. No, they're just people in the show that are existing that go on a quest together. It It's beautiful. And I, I, it mirrors reality so much in that sense while putting this lens of mythical, fantasy, magical storyline and adventure going on. And it's just, I love it. I love it. It, nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing bad about this. Um, you also don't really need to watch the original movie, I think. In the beginning, there is a little bit of like, um, storytelling kind of giving you the basis of the original film and what you need to know going into it. But like, I barely remember what happened in the movie and I was totally fine watching this TV show. Um, so highly recommend, please, please, please go watch the Willow series on Disney plus. It hasn't been renewed for a second season yet. And I really need it to, because I think my life will actually end if it doesn't. Um, so yeah, go do that. That would be great. Thanks. Um, and I think that I'm going to wrap it up there because this has now been an hour and three minutes of me gabbing about nothing that you guys probably care about, but here we are anyways. Um, my second 2023 resolution that I'm making right now is to bring you guys more episodes. I'm really, really trying. I have to remember I have terrible object permanence, so like if it's not in my forefront, I forget about it. So I apologize. Um, but yeah, we're gonna end it here because this is way too long. As far as social media goes, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter, uh, on my personal accounts at mwellette 139 That's M-O-U-E-L-L-E-T-T-E-139. And then my podcast has a Twitter and an Instagram account. Both are Mayo Radio Podcast. That's M-A-O Radio Podcast. So definitely message me. Um, with any topics that you guys are interested in or suggestions, or if you watched, read, or listened to any of the things that I talked about um, in the show today, talk to me about it. I would love to chit chat. Um, I need more friends that watch the things that I do. So yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Mayo Radio. And as the great Anthony Mackie would say, cut the check. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mayo Radio. As always, the opinions shared on this episode do not represent any brand or company. My cover art is done by the incredible Emily. Their Etsy shop is Emily's Commissions and their Instagram is at Excited Corn Juice. Definitely check them out. My intro and outro music are done by Daniel Deluxe. And please follow and leave a rating and review of the podcast on whatever platform you are listening on. It really helps out a lot. Okay, bye.